0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I'm teaching Pastor David Preston, Jr. I pray that the words you hear will bring you closer to God and encourage you as you go through your day and week. Thanks again for joining us. Amen. Let's lift up the little bit of praise. Amen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, didn't they do a great job? Give me one more. Oh. Into a service where I don't discuss with the guys playing what I'm preaching about or what's in my head, and the songs that they sing go right along with everything that's going into my head. And it's fun to watch God work like that. And He's done that this morning. It's exciting to be here. I I, don't know if y'all can tell. I'm excited, and I hope you're excited. This is a a great thing that we're getting to be a part of and I'm excited to share with you what God's laid on my heart this week to bring to you. You know, I, as I, if I put a title on this sermon, it would be something like this that we, we've all heard the saying that a little bit can go a long way. Y'all heard that before, a little bit can go a long way. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. There's some things in your life that just a little bit can carry you a long way, and that could be good or bad. I'm going to talk about myself here right quick. Um, At the end of last year, my wife and I embarked on a diet, which I did not like. My church family knows this. I complain about it many Sundays in church because I don't like it. I like to eat. That's obvious. Um, If you don't like to eat, I feel sorry for you, because eating's fun. It's good. But we went on a diet because I had to make better choices and had to do better things, and I went from... I lost a little over 40 pounds in a few months, and it was going great. And you know how life sometimes throws things at you in threes? Well, I hit my bad three for my diet. The first thing was the first week of deer season because my deer camp cooks every night, the first week of deer season. And I just felt it wasn't right to go to the deer camp and not eat what these precious people had created and cooked for us. So I ate, and that didn't help my diet out a little bit. Then the second thing, if you know a calendar, you know what's coming, it's Thanksgiving. And how can I be thankful without participating in the food that Thanksgiving brings us? And then that third thing comes, it's Christmas and we eat the same thing we eat at Thanksgiving again. And it's great. And those three things all piled up on me right back to back to back. And my diet went from going really well to struggling. And from that point, it became easy to cheat on my diet. See, I never went completely off of it. I never just said, okay, I'm done with it. But I would go from one cheat meal every two or three weeks to two cheat meals every one week. And that just doesn't work too good. See, that little bit of a bad thing caused me to start gaining weight back. It started caused me to start losing everything I had worked for. And it started to build back. Now, I didn't gain back everything I had lost, but I gained back way more than I'm gonna admit to you this morning. Because a little bit in your life of something that's bad, adds up quick. And you can put a lot of work into something, and you can put a lot of work into good, and you can be doing great things, and if you let the enemy get one little bit back into your life, it can take everything you've worked for and turn it upside down. It can change what's going on in your life. So we have to be protective of ourselves, of our minds, of our hearts, and of our spirits, To not let the enemy come in and give you negative or insert negative into your life because it just takes a little bit of that bad to change everything you had going for the good now here's the great thing about it is it just takes a little bit of God's love to turn your life back towards him now the even better part about that and I'm going to get ahead of myself if I don't start getting in my notes But the better part about that is we don't have to rely on just a little bit of God's love because His love for us is infinite. It's never ending. It's never going to go away. It's never going to stop. It's always going to be coming. We just have to be ready to receive it to get the blessing He has from us. We're going to look at some verses that you've all heard before. We're going to look at this. And when I was praying about how to bring this sermon to you, how to bring this message. I just felt God just kept saying to me, keep it simple. Keep it simple. And so we're going to have a message based off of verses that you've all heard before. I'm going to read this morning out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says this in verse 13, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Three things then a little bit will go a long way. You know, I'm a huge sports fan, love sports, and I was reminded as I was preparing for this of Coach Jim Valvano. If if those of y'all that are around my age or a little bit older, you might remember him. He was the head basketball coach at North Carolina State. He became famous because they won a national championship on the last second shot over Houston. And after they won the game, he went running around the court trying to find somebody to hug, and all of his players were hugging each other, and so he's just running in circles around the court with nobody to hug, and it became a video that if today, in today's time, we would have said it went viral, but back then it did as well, and he became famous for that, but later in his life, he developed cancer. About a month before he passed away, ESPN gave him an award at their ESPYs, and he ended his speech with this. So about a month before he passed away, he said this. He said, to me, there are three things we should all do every day. We should do this every day of our lives. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions move to tears could be happiness or joy but think about it if you laugh if you think and if you cry that's a full day that's a heck of a day you do that seven days a week you're going to have something special our emotions are part of us and I think coach Valvano had a great point in his speech there that ways to make a great day if you laugh the Bible tells us laughter is like medicine Find something to find joy in. And if you can't find joy in your life, remember that God is joy. He gives you joy. So it's not possible to not find joy someplace in your life unless you just don't want to find it. Find joy in your life. He says to think. When I think about thinking and when I think about when I'm really trying to focus my days where I'm really trying to focus on something is when I'm reading the Bible or spending time with God. Laughter's like medicine. If we think and we really process what we're doing in our conversations and in our reading with God, that makes for a pretty good day. And then the last thing was find a reason to let your emotions release in tears, whether it's happiness or sadness. I was driving here this morning, I told you at the very beginning, and I was playing that song, Graves in the Gardens. And as I was driving here, the Spirit hit me so hard, I had tears coming down my face. I had tears coming down because of the joy that I felt about how great my God was and how there's nothing greater than Him. And as I listened to that song and I started thinking about how great God was, I started to laugh because it's just so great. So through that one song, it brought me to tears. It made me think about how great God is, which brought laughter and joy to my soul. I think Coach Valvano was on to something. And I didn't have that prepared coming up here. That's something God did for me to go along with what I plan on talking about. And I promise you, if He can do stuff like that for me, He can do it for you too. Because I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But He does that for me as well. You know, those three things are great. Those three things God works through. But the Bible also tells us about those three things in those verses we just mentioned. Faith, hope, and love. And if you have a little bit of that in your life, it's going to go a long way. You know, the first one is faith. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And I'm going to read these to you so you hear them straight from the word. Just give me a minute to turn my pages here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. 17, 20. It says this you don't have enough faith jesus told them i tell you the truth if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed you could say to this mountain move from here to there and it would move nothing would be impossible again a verse you've all heard before but a little bit goes a long way have you ever seen a mustard seed you ever seen how small it is a little bit goes a long way if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you can say to this mountain to move, then it will be moved. Nothing's impossible. With that faith that you have from God, with that faith you have in God, nothing is impossible for you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. There's that word that we're going to talk about next. Faith Shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I can hope it's a great day. But I don't know. But I have faith... That whether it's a great day or a horrible day, that it's because of the plan of God that God has for my life. And no matter what happens, He's going to carry me through and He's going to see me to the other side. Faith is what we have in our hearts, our hope for what is coming, even when we can't see it. When somebody says, how do you know there's a God? It's because I have faith. Have I seen God personally, face-to-face? No. But oh, I know that God impacts my life, and have I seen Him deal with my spirit? Absolutely, 100%. I have faith that God is there. I have faith that God is going to take care of me. I have faith that God's going to provide for me, and I have faith that He's going to do the same for you as well. And a little bit of that faith goes a long way the second thing is hope we just touched on it a little bit there in that verse where it talks about faith is what we hope for what we see in our hope Ephesians chapter 2 verses 12 to 13 says this it says in those days you were living apart from Christ You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You live in this world without God and without hope. But now, you've been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. During these verses, Paul was talking to the Gentiles. He was talking to the people who weren't the Jews. Oh, that's us today. That's us. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, we have that same connection to God that his chosen people had. And Paul was telling them before that happened, you didn't have hope. You didn't have anything to believe in because you didn't have that connection. But Jesus gave you that connection to God. He gave you the ability to have eternal life in heaven. He gave it to you and now we can all have hope in the same thing. It's not limited to a certain group. It's not limited to a certain nationality. It's not limited to a certain race. If you're alive on this earth and you're God's creation and that's all of us, you have the same hope in Jesus and the same hope of eternal life that everyone else has. And we should be excited about that opportunity that we have to have eternal life in Jesus. We have hope today. You have hope today. There is hope in this world. You watch TV, you watch the news right now, and I'm just going to encourage you to turn the news off. Because the news is going to tell you there's no hope. They're going to tell you that things are going bad and getting worse. But I'm going to tell you here today, it does not matter what happens with this virus. It doesn't matter what happens in this country. It doesn't matter what happens in North Korea. My God is still in control. And because of that, I'm getting excited again. I love hearing our home. Thank you. I'm not, a, I'm not too proud to beg for it. I like it. It's good. We have hope today because Jesus died on the cross for us. What else could we want from you? What else could we need? Just like Paul speaking to the Gentiles. You were without hope, and now you have it. But the third thing, we talked about faith. We talked about hope. Now we're going to talk about love. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35 says this. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. Does your life today, does the the, the, the way you impact others, the way you communicate with others, does it share the love of Jesus Christ? That's a hard question. Because we all go through life and we all have those disappointing times and those rough times. But in those rough times, does your life share Jesus with others? The Bible tells us right here in John chapter 13 that the way we love others, the way that we love one another will prove to the world that we're His disciples. Will the world look at you and say, hey, I know he or she is a disciple of Christ. Can the Lord look at you and say that? It's a tough question. But if we're all striving in faith and in hope, that love is the positive of the end too. It's the greatest of these. I'm gonna go back right through to 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 7. Earlier in the same chapter that I started with, I'm gonna go back to the beginning. And it says this, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had to the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, there's that faith in me, that we talked about earlier. If I had the faith that could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. See, with that faith, you have to have the love included in it. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would gain nothing. You know, the Bible tells us that no greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friend. It's what Jesus did for us, and it's saying here, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I still gained nothing. Then verse four, I'm going to wrap up with this. It says, "Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures." through everything. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. Your God will never fail you. How do I know that? Well, if you take this Greek word love, it, it is agape. If you take agape love and you translate that, that means the love of God. God's love for us and the love that we're supposed to show back to God but agape translates into God's love for us he loves us so much you can literally take that word agape and it means the love of God or even just God because of his love of that the love for us and if you do that let's read these verses using that translation God is patient and kind God is not jealous, boastful, or proud, or rude. God does not demand its own way. God is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. God does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God never gives up. God never loses faith. God is always hopeful. God endures through every circumstance. God never fails, amen? We're going through this life. And you have faith. The Bible just told us that God is faith. His faith lasts. His hope, God's hope endures. God is love. And His love and God never fails. Those three things in your life will go a long way. If you struggle with any of those aspects of your life, I invite you to add a little bit to your diet. Add a little bit of faith. Add a little bit of hope. Add a little bit of love. And see how much you start to grow see how much God blesses you see how much you've been missing out on. and the greatest thing about it is you're feeling the love of God but then you can watch the enemy flee from you because you're the love of God is showing so much through you I hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Crossroads South Arkansas. If you are in our area, we would love to have you join us in person for a service. Crossroads South Arkansas, reaching, inviting, serving, and expecting.